Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. Today is Saturday, February 15th, 2020. My name is Bill Woodcock, and here's what's on my mind today. A couple big announcements for the podcast, one to open the podcast and one to close it. Uh, to open the podcast, I'd like to, remember, to remind everybody of the event that this blog, the Forward Maryland uh, podcast and blog, are, are, is hosting, co-hosting on March the 7th, 2020 at the Alphabets Montessori School in Elkridge, Maryland. We are co-hosting along with Scott Ewart and Scotty's blog, along with Howard County Neighbors United, the Facebook group. So we are going to be co-sponsoring a Howard County Board of Education candidate meet and greet from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Saturday, March 7th at Alphabet's Montessori School in Oak Ridge. So this will not be a candidate's forum per se, but it will be an opportunity for uh, citizens of Howard County and anyone else who's interested to come and meet some of the various, I believe now, 18 candidates for Board of Education in the various districts in Howard County. I uh, hope you all enjoyed the uh, interview on Wednesday with Jim Heffler, uh, candidate for Board of Education in District 3. We are reaching out to uh, many of the candidates for Howard County Board of Education uh, and even reaching out to candidates outside of Howard County. So uh, please look between now and uh, the April primary. Please look to these pages, these skies, for more interviews with Board of Education candidates to come. And I'm sure that we will be talking to a few of them at the meet and greet on March 7th. So uh, that is the announcement for the beginning of the podcast. Another podcast-related announcement will come at the end. So what's been going on? Well, um, maybe uh, maybe hard to believe, but uh, last Tuesday was the New Hampshire primary, the first primary of the uh, political year of 2020, the presidential political year. And uh, there were some surprises. Uh, Bernie Sanders won a narrow but clear victory in the primary over Pete Buttigieg. That was not so much a surprise. Uh, Amy Klobuchar finished a strong third. And uh, full disclosure, I am a, a candidate for DNC delegate for Senator Klobuchar. Uh, but she won a clear uh, third place. Uh, finish in uh, New Hampshire, um, improving upon her fifth place finish in uh, in uh, Iowa. And um, Senator Elizabeth Warren came far, surprisingly far behind in fourth, and even more surprisingly, former Vice President Joe Biden came um, behind in fifth place. So. Uh, the, uh, the Democratic race is still very muddled, and Super Tuesday looms, uh, I believe, about 24% um, of the delegates that will be chosen will be for the Democratic National Convention will be chosen on Super Tuesday, March the 3rd. But between now and then, there will be the South uh, Carolina primary on February 22nd and the Nevada caucuses on 
February 29th, both Saturdays. And Super Tuesday looks to be very interesting because we will have looming the uh, presence of Michael Bloomberg, who has spent about $350 million of his own money since his entry into the race in November on advertising buys. Of course, he's worth $62 billion, so, you know, a billion for the primary, a billion for the general, hey, um, not really going to miss it much. Um, and um, he has, if you look at the election or the uh, prediction website, 538.com, um, they do a great job of handicapping the Democratic race. I mean, they're using their data models and algorithms to look at who the likely winners of each race will be. And right now, uh, the most likely outcomes are 37% Bernie Sanders victory, 37% no one gets a victory in terms of having a majority of delegates. And when you look into the details of that, you will see that in many of the big Super Tuesday states, uh, Texas and California, chief among them, uh, Bloomberg is a strong second. Uh, and he, I don't think he's predicted to win any states right now, but one can see, whereas still with two and a half weeks left to go before these elections, and the possibility of his appearance on the February 19th debate stage, which is coming up on Wednesday, uh, that he could bring up some victories. And even in some of these larger states, such as Texas, uh, California, uh, for example, and that will turn the race up on its head. So Bloomberg is definitely looming uh, very clearly on the stage for, uh, for the Democratic nomination. We will see how this goes. Uh, on the Republican side, not much of a surprise. President Trump won New Hampshire, where I think 85 to about 10 or 12 percent for Bill Weld. And I believe Bill Weld is now the only Republican candidate left in the race. I think Mark Sanford dropped out. Uh, Jim Walsh dropped out. Um, Joe Walsh dropped out. If only Jim Walsh would drop out. Um, but, um, you know, so don't expect any surprises uh, on the Republican side as the Republican Party is just rolled over and showed its belly, uh, amongst other things. So uh, there's that. Um, so that brings me to the next issue on the Democratic race for president, which is this concept of Democrats who are going to stay home should a certain uh, candidate get nominated. Um, this is an interesting concept. So no Democratic candidate I see in this presidential field is perfect. Uh, they've all had negative things said about them, and they all have things in their records that will cause a segment of the Democratic and independent voting uh, electorate not to support them. Uh, you know, I'll start with my own candidate. Uh, Senator Klobuchar is a former prosecutor, and 
As such, uh, certainly many people who were prosecutors during the 80s, 90s, 2000s, as she was, um, you know, they had to make hard decisions and do difficult things. And, um, you know, I don't need, you know, I'm, you know, there's clear injustice in the justice system against people of color and any prosecutor in the United States. The same was said about Kamala Harris. Um, would fall victim to being part of that framework, part of that infrastructure. So uh, that certainly is a thing in her past. Um, you know, with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, socialism, pay for everything for free, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Joe Biden, maybe mental acuity, age, Anita, Anita Hill, um, you know, not standing up for people of color, not standing up for women when he had opportunities to, um, you know, Pete Buttigieg, too young, uh, too much white privilege. Um, Mike Bloomberg, stop and frisk as mayor of New York. Um, you know, being a Republican and an independent before then deciding that he's finally a Democrat. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian bot. Um, you know, is there anybody who's still in the race who I haven't mentioned uh, what their debilitating and, um, you know, their, their disadvantage that renders them totally unelectable and totally unacceptable would be? Um, I don't think I don't think I've missed anybody. Let me see. I've explained to everybody why Bernie, um, Pete, Joe, Amy, Elizabeth, and Tulsi are all uh, totally inept and incompetent and uh, unable to be a better candidate than Donald Trump. Um, because that's kind of what you're saying when you're saying, I'm going to sit at home and uh, not vote for whomever. Um, you know, a vote at home is a vote for Trump, and there's no two ways about it. Um, I'm sorry that, you know, your candidate of choice is not still in the running. Uh, I believe that um, this election cycle has been very unfair to uh, candidates of color. Uh, I believe they've been very unfair to female candidates. I believe the news media has been very unfair to female candidates. Um, but while we can still all work towards a more just and equal system, um, you know, we have the system we're given. And I don't necessarily need to hear anybody out there in listener land shaking their heads and saying white privilege, white privilege, white privilege. Um, you know, not so much white privilege. Um, you know, uh, a, a white Christian male middle-aged male in the Democratic Party is about as rare as a black female Republican. Um, so, you know, let's, you know, let's not go there. Um, and goodness knows in my 30 years of politics, I've been scourged for being too moderate, Democrat in name only, all of this ridiculousness. Um, and I've had several opportunities. In fact, I have been invited to join the Republican Party and be a Republican candidate for office. 
Um, and I've turned it down because it's not where my values are. And yes, the people who wind up being my standard bearer, uh, I don't always agree with them. Um, I did not like Ben Jealous. You know, I did not think he would be a good governor. Um, you know, but I, you know, uh, I had to accept that he was the gubernatorial nominee. Uh, I was not a fan of Kathleen Kennedy Townsend. I thought she was a terrible candidate. Uh, not only did I work very hard for her, um, but I voted for her, which is most important. Um, you know, my first presidential election was Mike Dukakis, who didn't exactly rock anyone's world. Uh, I voted for him. And surely uh, I vote for lots of candidates and lots of elected officials who I don't agree with, who I don't care for, um, who I know what they do and I don't like what they do and how they do it. Uh, but they get my vote. Um, and that's not the majority of my votes. I mean, the majority of my votes are for, you know, people who I think are really good people and are really doing great work. Um, but not all. Uh, but I can hold my nose. And, you know, what I ask of everybody else out there in this listener land is to also take that leap of faith, that trust fall, Realize that you still have to keep working to actualize the type of world you want to see. The world did not get this way overnight. And to create a more just and more equal and more diverse and inclusive world, it will not be overnight. You know, let's not forget that Barack Obama in 2008 said that marriage was between a man and a woman. Okay, that that is people's liberal hero. And in 2015, he very happily lit the White House up in the colors of the rainbow. So Democrats, you know, lefties, people of the liberal tradition, um, you know, the sky is not falling. And, you know, there are many positive reasons to vote for any of these people who are still running. Um, anybody who's still in the race, any single one of them, yes, Tulsi Gabbard included, would be a 5,000 times better president than what we have in the White House now, and you know it. So um, I do not deny and I do not take lightly your pain and your struggle and your conflict, but Think about what four more years of a right-wing totalitarian government is going to mean. You know, for those of us who said this could not happen in the United States of America, guess what? It's happening. And if this man is given four more years to be in the White House, I am very concerned that the fabric of our nation will be torn apart the worst it has ever been, except maybe for the time of the Civil War. And that is not an exaggeration. That is my belief, and that is how I feel. Um, 
you know, I, I, I don't want to go off on a tangent about what I could see, you know, the next four years looking like under Trump's America, because I don't want to, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm using logic here. I'm not going to use scare words and tactics and paint stupid pictures, but uh, it can get bad. It can get very, very bad and bloody, frankly. So uh, think about that. You know, I know people don't like stop and frisk. I know people don't like Medicare for all, um, you know, and uh, swallow it a little bit, you know. And how do you tell somebody to swallow it when their stomach's already full of bullshit? Uh, I know. I know. That's hard. And, and, and it is hard. Uh, but there is something to think about there and to think about you know, whether the flag you stood up for as a kid and said the Pledge of Allegiance to means anything to you. It may not for this dickhead at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, but it does for me. And so I'm going to vote and I'm going to work my butt off for the Democratic nominee. Uh, I hope that's Amy Klobuchar, uh, but if it isn't, uh, that person's going to have my support, even if it's Bernie, even if it's Mike. Uh, even if it's Liz, even if it's Pete, uh, that person is going to have my support because as Vice President Biden said in his uh, opening video to his campaign, the current president represents an existential threat to the nature of American life, and he must be stopped. Uh, you know, regardless of what happens with Joe Biden's uh, campaign, um, those words are very true and are words of which I think every single of those 27 Democrats who started this campaign would agree. And, um, and, you know, we should agree to, and if, and th there should not be five people who disagree with that statement, who are able to vote, who, don't wind up voting on election day in November. Uh, thus ends my soapbox for the day. Uh, on another note, uh, it looks like the sentencing uh, guidelines for Catherine Pugh have uh, come down. The mayor of former mayor of Baltimore, who was caught up in her own healthy Holly scandal. And what it looks like is uh, her attorneys are saying that she should get one year and one day in jail with lots of supervised release time, whereas the uh, government is saying that she should get five years in jail. So what is the judge to decide? Is something like three in the cards? I'm sure there will be allowances put in there for uh, Mayor Pugh's age. I believe she's in her 60s. Um you know, I'm expecting something along the neighborhood of, say, 30 months with, you know, three years of supervised probation or home release or whatever. Uh, of course, she can still run for mayor again. Uh, it's not stopping Sheila Dixon, and uh, she's apparently doing quite well, um, which is really kind of bad. So um, that's about it. That's about what I got. Except I do have one more announcement for the good of this pod, this fine podcast production. Um, you know, those of you um, who know my uh, illustrious co-host, uh, Jason Booms, 
Uh, Jason has been killing it on the Spartan Considerations blog. He has had a renaissance in his own uh, internet presence. His punditry has never been more incisive, and he's willing to uh, take on many in uh, regardless of weight class. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I saw Jason take on no less than former governor Martin O'Malley on Twitter recently. So good on you, Jason. But, um, you know, people have told me that they have enjoyed the co-hosted podcasts and, uh, I'm glad for that. I'm thankful for that. Uh, I enjoy them too. And I know so does Jason. Uh, but come next Saturday, we are going to have a tri-hosted podcast. Yes, indeed. Or as Captain Jean-Luc Picard would say, yes, Data. Um, we're going to have another co-host, and uh, I'm very excited about what this person will add to the podcast production on many, many levels. And I believe this person will be a huge asset. Um, this is also a person um, who is... Uh, from the Howard County, Maryland area, who has a tradition of speaking truth to power and uh, who um, is in their own way, um, you know, a iconoclast in uh, Maryland politics and also uh, somebody who can speak very well to the daily struggles that everyday Marylanders feel and who can speak very well to how the uh, current political structure uh, addresses the needs and concerns of everyday Marylanders, and also how it doesn't. Uh, I am not going to identify that person at this point, but you will see shortly. You will hear their voice shortly. See, I'm not even doing a gender reveal. So, um Everybody will be, well, I don't know if everybody will be surprised. Clearly, the trihosts will not be surprised. And Jason and I will not be surprised because we know. But um, uh, let me just say that, uh, let me just say that this will not be somebody who will make uh, uh, the former treasurer of Alan Kittleman's uh, campaign committee, Brad Myers, very happy. Uh, that this person will be coming on board the pod. So, um, which, you know, what do I care? Um, so that that's happening, and that's good. And I'd like to thank you all for listening to this fine podcast presentation today. Uh, next edition will be on Thursday of this week, and I will bring to you the down and out from the latest uh, Democratic uh, debate and much, much more. So again, my name is Bill Woodcock. You have been listening to Forward Maryland, and I thank you all for listening. Have a great day, everybody. Take care.